When it comes to radio, AMP hits different. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. From hip-hop to house music to heavy metal, discover new-to-you tracks and playlists made by music lovers who know what's good. And that includes you. Jump in the chat or call in to share your taste and add your own picks to the mix. Download AMP. That's A-M-P for free in the App Store or go to onamp.com. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S.com. Hey guys, Samantha here. I know this isn't your regular episode of Hot Off the Mess, but there's definitely more of that to come. I just wanted to bring your attention to one of the dips, other podcasts, the slot pick podcast with Christian Grace. Snow. he just interviewed Kyle Richards about all stars who she didn't get along with, who did she get along with and the current season of real houses of Beverly Hills. So I figured you'd want to listen to this, get some insight onto what to expect. And I hope you enjoy the episode. You are a slut pig. Hey, y'all, and once again, happy Pride Month. I'm Christian Gray Snow, and this is the Slut Pig Podcast, a podcast from The Dip. I'll be your tour guide for all things Real Housewives as we navigate the Bravo Sphere's greatest contribution to pop culture. And today, y'all, I am chatting with the OG of the 90210, the one and only Kyle Richards. Plus, my girl Saucer Marfall, a.k.a. the Bravo Breakdown, is here to have a little Housewives Kiki with me. Y'all already know, small talk is like small dicks, and I hate a small dick. Let's get started. All right, everybody. I've been trying to lock down this interview since the day I signed on to do my podcast with The Dip. And you know, I'm all about my OGs. So this means everything to me. She was accused of selling her sister's goddamn house, but now her hot ass husband will just sell you a goddamn house. Everyone, please welcome the one and only Kyle Richards. Hi, Kyle. Hello there. I'm excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited that we finally get to chat. How are you doing today? I'm good. This is the first time I've seen you like in, in person, like even though it's on the computer. I know. I'm <laughs> loving it. Your 11th season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is currently airing. Um, looking back at the last 11 years, how do you compare this year's cast to the cast of the past? Well, I mean, it's amazing, you know, because now we have, you know, diversity and now I have a, another sister who's on the show. So it's been fun and exciting. It just feels new and fresh and exciting, you know? Yeah. It's different. Love it. I saw, I think last week that you, Kathy and uh, Kim, you guys were at Craig's, right? So two things. Craig's is like my favorite place in LA. So I just have to know, what do you order when you go there? I'm such a creature of habit. I get the same thing every time. Me too. I have to have the article. And then I get the salmon well done with the brown rice and that sauce that I could just like die over, even though I'm supposed to not ha- have rice right now. 
I do cheat sometimes. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm more of a chicken parm girl myself. I get it every single time. And that damn bread that they bring out in the beginning, I die. Well, we were there with my sister. Kim had her grandchildren there. They were running around Craig's in a circle. I was panicking and Kim wasn't there yet. So I said, I'm going to take them outside and sit them outside with a piece of bread. And then one took off one way and one took off the other way. I was freaking out. I'm going to lose one of my sister's grandkids. <laughs> we're running around in Craig's in a circle. And Craig's like, you need to take them to the back. I'm like, I'm trying to. You have twins. Help me for God's sakes. <laughs> Kim, get your ass here and help me. I want to know where you were and what you were doing when you got confirmation that Kathy was joining the season. Do you remember? I, it was my idea. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people think that a Bravo, like, you know, blindsided me. It was nothing like that. Yeah. I had talked about it in the very beginning, season one, but they felt that it was too uh, sister heavy to have three sisters on the show. And then, you know, it didn't come up again. And then we weren't talking for a while. And this time I said, you know, what do you think about having my sister Kathy join? I think it's the right time. And I spoke to people at Evolution, then went to Bravo. So, you know, it wasn't like I was blindsided. Yeah. So what was it like convincing her? Was it hard this time around or was she pretty game? Well, I, I like to tease her because I, she was scared about her daughters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was nervous, but I also thought, you know, she thought it'd be fun, you know, for us to hang out and spend time together. And, you know, I've said, you know, before, this is my sister's first ever girl's trip in her life. That's wild to me. I've been with her husband since I'm five years old. They got married when I was 10, just to give you an idea. So she went from, you know, my mom taking care of everything to her husband. And I mean, she's never driven to like the desert, even though we've had a home there our entire life. <laughs> She drove to Del Mar. I was like, where is your way? She's like, what does that mean? I'm like, what's your Apple ID? She's like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, how do you live? I, know, I mean, I'm sure you just saw recently she had uh, hacked Rick's iPad that she was having to use in bed to respond to comments on Instagram. Oh, now we've got Nikki and I were crying yesterday morning because Rick's asleep, doesn't know that his wife's taken his iPad and she, from Rick's account is commenting on women's dresses and putting fire emojis like she's <laughs> my brother-in-law's name who would never in his life do something like that and we were dying and nikki's like my poor dad has no idea <laughs> these women are i think that he's like gassing them up meanwhile it's kathy behind his instagram <laughs> <laughs> i love it Let's see. So I wanted to ask you too, what is the biggest difference in filming scenes, both like solo with and group scenes with Kathy and with Kim back in the day? Well, I mean, it's a night and day experience. Um, first of all, Kathy was like, I don't get what's so hard about this. Everyone's so lovely, you know, and everything's been, you know, fun and games for her. I mean, when she got to sleep in until 1130 while we were all, you know, <laughs> riding on those freaking trolleys. <laughs> I didn't want to do. I was like, must be nice, Kathy, must be nice. Um, but, you know, she gets along with all of the women. And obviously, Kim did not. And I have certainly not gotten along with everyone over all of these years. But um, so that's where it's really, really different. Nice. And Kathy also was so I felt protective of her because honestly, she's she's never gone away like that. And I knew that. And I was like, these girls get really dressed up. And I know that, you know, like we grew up with, you know, a mom loved to get dressed up when she'd go out. But also like, you know, when we're at home, we're in like sweats, no makeup. You know, I wash my own car like my mom did. Like we're, 
we have that other side too. So she, um, <laughs> when she started pulling her clothes, I was like, well, of her. I mean, <laughs> you even tried. You were like, listen, now, girl, you know that like they're going to bring it no matter even if we're just staying in. And she was like, it's Tahoe. I'm bringing the sweats. I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. <laughs> Which I love because she's just being herself and just allowing, you know, the, the world, the viewers to see who she really is instead of that public persona. Absolutely. And that's what yeah. you guys signed up to do. Something I think about this often. Do you still talk to Glenn, the party planner? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where is he? <laughs> you know what? I mean, obviously with the pandemic, I don't think he was, you know, everyone was like quiet, but you know, yeah, I still use Glenn and he's, he's great. Maybe next season, whenever the world starts getting a little bit back to normal, I need like a throwback white party and I need Glenn and I need the burger stand and everything. I know. I've actually been feeling that. To be honest, you know, I did that for so many years. And then I, I started getting like weird about having people in my home. I used to be like 300 people. Amazing. Now I'm like, I don't want anybody here. I don't know. I just don't. And so my crowd's gotten smaller and tighter. So I'm like, how would I react to having that many people in my home? But I do feel the need for a white party with a fat burger truck. And yes. Set it up in the, my house here. So. Maybe to make yourself feel better, you'll just have, Mauricio will just have to help you find like a house to like rent out for the night. And then that way you don't have to have people in your house. So we had a couple fan questions that came in. Um, Rich.Bedford from Instagram. Who would you consider to be your biggest opponent of all time on the show? Uh, Carlton, Brandy, or LVP between those three choices? Uh, Carlton. Really? I mean, with Lisa, I can say we had great times together, you know? I mean, there was just nothing good there <laughs> nothing for me do you know when's the last time you saw her no i've never like bumped into her or anything ever really i've even i've bumped into her out and about in weho a couple times <laughs> yeah no i haven't bumped out no nothing love it <laughs> um i only follow bravo stars also on instagram wants to know if you could have taken any of your current beverly hills ladies with you on the housewives all-star trip who would you have taken with you I, you know, I, I talked a lot with uh, Rena about it and Dorit was also checking on me. I think that, you know, it would have been fun. I felt when I first heard that I was going to be the only Beverly Hills girl, I was like, now this does not sound very good to me. <laughs> I've got two New Yorkers, two Atlanta, um, two Jersey, and then they're sending in Beverly Hills alone. Like, hmm. But um, it was really funny because they were all, Erica, Rena, Dorit, they were all checking on me throughout Aww. the whole time. That's, okay, how's it going? Yeah. I would love to know who from the All-Star trip have you talked to the most since you got back? Let's see. I have texted with Kenya. I've texted with Luann, Ramona, Teresa, Melissa. I think everybody. I didn't hear Cynthia's Did name in there. Anyone? Cynthia? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've talked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um there may have been some blips along the way over there. I'll, I will just say that. Love that. Um, okay. And if you could recap your Turks and Caicos trip in three words, what would it be? Three words. Um, well, it was very eye-opening. Oh. Very. Oh, I love it. Well, I, I chatted with one producer who was on the project and the only thing that he told me was like, it was like the most exhausting week of his life. Like he was like, it was so fun. But he was like, it was so fucking tiring. So seems like everybody I mean, across the board was worn was out. <laughs> it was really crazy. I, I felt so bad because, and they had a whole like studio basically set up in the house we were staying at. 
So that was interesting, like all the crew down there. I mean, I would just see everybody was just like pounding coffee and I'm like, coffee, oh. margarita, coffee, margarita. <laughs> Jesus, I love it. I felt healthy and refreshed when I got home. <laughs> so I saw something the other day and I also received a couple questions about this. It, it appears that you and Bethany unfollowed each other on social media. Are, are you two still friends? Are y'all speaking? We text each other. She texted me on Mother's Day. Um, I texted her back. Honestly, she unfollowed me on Twitter and then Instagram. And I was like, hey, I mean, if you're friends with someone this many years and they don't want to follow you and keep up with, you know, what's going on, then I, don't, I certainly don't need to follow up with her either. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Yeah. You know? I mean, that is kind of bizarre because it's, I mean, even if she were like a fellow, like OG on your show, someone you had known a decade, like it's beyond that. You've known her forever. More than 25 years. Wow. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's weird. Well, um, obviously, you know, I know that Erica topic is sensitive, but in this week's episode, you know, we see you and the ladies reacting to the news of her divorce. I know that you, Dorit, Teddy, Rena, and Erica, y'all are like the Fox Force Five, right? So how do you, because like I'm with me, like my friends better tell me everything. I tell my friends everything. And so I just want to know, how does it feel like when you have somebody that is like you consider your friend and then like you realize like, oh my God, this has been developing the whole time and you didn't like say anything? What was that like? It feels a little strange, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, but you, I always knew that Erica's a, a private person and um, she does not put everything out there all the time. You know, that's just who she is. So, of course, you know, then there's the Rena types. I'm the type. I mean, I cannot keep a secret about myself. So everybody's different. So I wouldn't say that I was, I was shocked when, you know, we, you know, we got the text that, you know, she sent to all of us and we were like, what? But then you're like, how, how do you even pull that off? We were just in Tahoe together. Yeah. I mean, you know, morning, noon and night and not have an inkling, you know, um, but you know, that's Erica, you know, and I think she was being cautious and thought, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm like, did she know she was getting you do this before she left Tahoe or did this happen right after? It was all very confusing to us. Wow. Very, very interesting. Okay. And then I feel like I should be easy with this one because, you know, the, the LVP fans, they're a, little, they're a little crazy. But, I mean, you know, by no means I'm no LVP fan. But recently she said that she believes that you owe her an apology you, and that you should keep your new nose out of her business, which I thought was rude as hell. And then you responded saying basically like she should move on, you know. But you've admitted in the past, like since you and her had your falling out, that when you've been in public and you run into her, you try to be cordial and you try to be friendly. So I just want to know that, like, will you continue do it, doing that, like, going forward? Or are you, like, finally done after this last spat? Well, she even said herself, Kyle always kind of runs up to me. And w- when I do that, I'm always going up and saying hi. And, you know, one time I even I gave Ken a hug and he said, why are you hugging me? I kicked you out of our house. And I said, well, I can still hug you. I mean, I care about them. And so I've been nice. I sent her champagne on her birthday um, when I saw her at the Beverly Hills Hotel this last birthday. So um, the, the time before this, she was just incredibly rude. And I just said, okay, I don't need to go up anymore. I mean, obviously, you know, that's it. So she said she, I, she wants an apology from me from something that happened on the show a couple of years ago. And I'm just like, we need to move my on. God. Like, let the mouse go. So I put that on my Instagram. 
you know, let it go, let it go, let it go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Kyle so Richards I, for Mass Singer next season, by the way. There you go. Yeah, you heard that. Like, I hope to not deal with that whole thing about the bill and all that ever again. I think that we both need to move on from that. And I'm only responding to that because I, you know, I like you and you've always been super supportive. And so I'm answering that, but I swear, I don't want to talk about it again after this. <laughs> Period. Done. You heard that, everybody. All right. Well, listen, as we wrap up, we're going to do what I call Housewives Rapid Fire Questions. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. I mean, these are just some fun, random questions. We're going to get through as many of these as we possibly can. Okay. okay. All right. 60 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? I'm scared. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Which co-star annoyed you the most this season? Dorit. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. If you could have Marie. It happened, but we fixed it. But oh. Yeah, that was good to know. If you could have Mauricio open a branch of the agency anywhere in the world, where would it be? London. Oh, fun. Is that a possibility? Perhaps. Oh, look at there. Does it involve someone that we know? I don't know. Ah! Would you rather dine at Pump every evening for a week straight or have a one night slumber party with Carlton? Oh my God. Um, I would rather dine at pump every night for a week. 100%. Wow. That says a lot. Okay. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate the current state of your friendship with Garcelle? Oh, um, 10. We're fine. We're good. We're good. This one's messy. Do Lisa Vanderpump's teeth look better now or before she had them done? Oh my God. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, Kyle, before we go, um, I would love to have you repeat the iconic line that your sister Kim gave us all these years ago. The namesake of my podcast. Will you please say you are a slut pig? You are a slut pig. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. I don't remember exactly what she said. It was season two. My God, that was a long time ago. Oh, I love it. Oh, and you know, you know, I die for, for me some Kim. So please give her all I of our know. love and tell her that we're always rooting for her. Kyle, thank you so much for joining me. This means absolutely everything in the world that you would take the time out of your day to come chat with me. You know, I'm always in your corner um, and I can't wait to see the rest of the season play out. Well, thank you so much for always being supportive of the Beverly Hills girls and me. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the season. I sure will. All right. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. Bye. All right, everybody. My next guest is known for providing the best Bravo breakdowns that you can find. She's not only a fucking fabulous content creator, but she's a booked and busy working actress, honey. Not a Vanderpump Rules cast member actress, okay? (laughs) Everyone, please welcome my friend, Sasha Morfall, a.k.a. the Bravo Breakdown. Hi, my love. Hi. How are you? (laughs) I'm much better now. I hope you liked your little intro. I worked on it. It was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm happy to see that you are in one piece because the last time I saw you, honey, at our Listen. mutual friend Stephen, Faces by Bravo, had a birthday party. And I called Christian up. I said, get your butt here. And he showed up by half dead. So I'm happy to see that you are functioning. I showed up five hours late and was so hungover I could barely walk from the night before. And still only like la- y'all, y'all, I you only lasted. You lasted like 10 minutes. Maybe. You were like, I maybe. gotta go. You were like, child, I gotta go. I said, oh, I might wow, have you even had the. I did. I might have even had like the same Uber driver going back. Like he dropped me off and then came right back. He was like, <laughs> didn't last long, did it? Basically, y'all, whenever Sasha and I see each other, obviously 
All we talk about is bravo, 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 housewives, housewives, housewives. But the last time we saw each other, I was just not in the uh, the state that I am normally in and that allows us to be able to do so. So right now, yes. we're just going to have some fun. We're going to catch up on the two franchises that are airing right now. But before we even jump into the two franchises that are airing, I saw something on Instagram this morning before we started chatting that I wanted to ask you about. And... There are rumors that we might get some tea on the OC season 16 cast um, like next week. So I just yes. want to hear before we get started, how are you feeling about that? Who do you want back? Who do you not want back? Do you even care? You know, the question is, is, is Kelly Dodd coming back? And I saw she commented like, we'll find out soon. I With a heart know, eyes. With heart eyes. She put heart eyes next to it. So I, have a I don't feeling like that. that. She's coming back. I know that worried me. And I know it, it all comes down to money. And there's a lot of people that watch that show that think the way that Kelly Dodd thinks. So 100%. I'm a little bit worried that she might be coming back. And, I, and I've heard the rumors of maybe Tamara, maybe Heather DeBro would love to see them both back. You know, like I think I would love to see anybody back than what we saw last <laughs> season because it, it was a whole mess. A yeah, at mess. this point, we'll take Joe De La Rosa back from season yes. one. Bring her ass back. You know, <laughs> anything's Seriously. better than what we had. No, I agree. Uh, my only concern is like, obviously, like I can't, I can't stand Kelly. I'm obviously no Bronwyn mm-hmm. fan either. I, I obviously the rumors of Heather and Tamra coming back are that is what we need. That is the energy that we need mm-hmm. to be striving to achieve here. Yes. But I don't think that Heather would ever ever work with Kelly again. So for me, it's one of the, I think yeah. it's one of the other, you know, and I don't, I don't know that Heather really cares to get back into the game. I don't know. Well, the thing is, it's like, why, if I were Heather and I were married to Terry, a fucking rich plastic surgeon, and I had this mansion and all that, like, why do you need to come on TV and fight bitches for a lousy paycheck? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, not. for, for what? I for looked what? her, her YouTube videos, like her house tours, those get like over a million views in episodes. So it's like, she's oh, making wow. a little bit of coin on her own, you know? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for OC. We're going to get up, get started on the franchises that are airing right now. Up first, Roni. We are about a third of the way through Roni this season somehow. We're going to start out hard. Out of 10 apples, what would you rate the season so far and why? Okay, so starting out, I was like uh, barely three apples. Like it was like two and a half apples at first start. And even the trailer coming in the trailer, I was not feeling the trailer. I was like, okay, so it's a Weak bunch trailer. of drunk Sonya. Wasn't feeling I it. Agree. And last week's episode, I mean, and this week also as well with Ebony. And it's like, I hate to see Ebony in this position because I can't imagine like having to have these conversations with somebody like Luann who's not willing to listen. But to be able to watch someone like Ebony in this position and handle it the way she's handling it and navigate and educate not only these women the, with the, but the viewers as well. And obviously it's not her job. But Ebony is not only is she an amazing, in my opinion, an amazing addition, she is a skilled commentator, argue, arguer, link, like mm-hmm. logistics or whatever you want to call it, like a lawyer. Like she is skilled at that. It's an art. Debater to an so extent. Good. Debater. An, uh, exactly. Yeah. She's so good at it. And I love to watch it. I think she's a great addition. And this past episode really bumped it up for me, getting to see this other side of Sonia. So for this past yes. episode alone, it was like, I've seen Sonia one way this entire franchise. And now all of a sudden, we're going to see this new side of Sonya because they, you know, they paint her out as this floozy, this Lucille Ball character. And lo and behold, she's the only one that gets it. You know, people want to, Leah want to be woke, Heather want to be fake woke. They all want to categorize themselves as ally. But the only ally I see is Sonya Morgan. And I, I'm loving these past two episodes. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so for me, obviously, slow start as well. 
if I'm being honest, like the last episode is one that I feel like I need to watch a couple of times because I feel like there was mm-hmm. a lot going on. I've only watched it once. My first takeaway was for me, it's like as viewers. So like 11 years now, we've watched Luann and we know that she's kind of like a one of those housewives that gets on a hamster wheel. Like when she's defending herself, that's just how she, she's she's never going to stop defending herself. And yeah. I just felt so bad for Ebony because it's like, I don't know if she's watched this show all these years because it's like. She carried herself much better than I would have in that moment. But, and mm-hmm. it's like, and we know how Lou is, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't even know that she knows how Lou is or what she was expecting, you know? All I know is that uh, Lou was very, very disappointing. And so, and, and can you know what's weird? I, if I remember going into the season, weren't there rumors or like speculation that it was Sonia and Ebony that had falling out? Like people were thinking that Sonia and Ebony were going to have problems. And like, they're like, yeah. get, they're... Two peas in a pot. You know, they're good oh, to yeah. go. They're good. I don't know. Yeah, I think I heard that. And I was like, this is definitely because I remember at Watch What Happens Live, she said that Sonia was her intellectual equal when they were all on there. And I was like, Sonia Morgan, your intellectual. I don't yeah, remember that. that. Yeah. And I was oh. like, your intellectual equal. That's saying a lot. And that's not the Sonia that I know. And now I'm starting to see what she meant by that. When she says intellectual like, equal, like she I gets love it. that. And uh, I love that an attorney said Sonia Morgan is my intellectual I equal. Know. Absolutely. I want Sonia Morgan in a courtroom yesterday. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I'm like, can I have drinks with Sonia Morgan, Kathy Hilton? Like, I'm good to go. The two of them together. Oh, my God. I love. I would die. I love it. So what are your overall, and it's still kind of early, I guess, even though her return doesn't last that long. But how are you feeling about Heather's return? And how do you feel okay. in general about, like, past Housewives coming back? Yeah. Okay. So I never was a big fan of Heather just because of like the appropriation of black vernacular, like holla and hey mama. Like she thinks Mm -hmm. just because she worked for black people that she's black and she can speak for black people and she knows black culture. But then you still over here telling the girl she's articulate. Like, so it's just like, you're trying to hide who we, we, I still see you. Like you're doing better than a Ramona or a Luann, you know, like they're, they're levels. You know what I'm saying? It's not black or white. It's not, is she racist? Is she not? Is she problematic? Is she not? There are levels. To me, Sonia Morgan is a gold standard. She's not someone that's trying to white explain or ex- tell everyone what they should be doing. She simply asked the question. Like when she asked Luann, oh, so who do you think should be apologizing? Just framing the question and make them think and then listening. And so with someone like Heather, I feel like, number one, she doesn't really fit in with this group. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know what? You had your run. There's not really a place for you. I would much rather see another person of color come in. Like, let's bring in another person of color so that Ebony's not the only tokenized black person in this group, rather than bring, bringing in Heather. Like, I, I don't need her there. And and watching her and Leah. And the thing is, is like, I don't like Leah, and I'm not a fan of Heather. But I love seeing at least Heather call Leah out and be like, look. You're acting like a child. You're supposed to be an ally. You didn't vote. You're you're sitting here advocating for not voting, but you're supposed to be an ally. It doesn't make sense. And we all know that voting is quite literally the least form of like allyship and activism that you can do. Exactly. Because it's like at least try to put people in positions that care. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then and I know that look, this might be fucked up, but this struck a chord with me when Leah said, like, I don't care who wins. My grandma's fucking dying. Like, I know that people are going through shit. Like, I've lost all I've lost all four of living grandparents, you know. It's awful. Mm-hmm. But I going in the situation that our world was in when they were filming that, and for oh her gosh. to just be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I know. know that your grandma is is sick and passing, but 
you're obviously able to acknowledge the future because you don't want to acknowledge a future without your grandma. So I'm here. Exactly. You need to acknowledge the future of the rest of the world for a hot second. Like, and it's just irresponsible when you have so six cameras for Bravo around you to say something like that. And like, she, she wants to argue and fight over everything. And it's like, you want to argue over that someone said you should vote. Are you right. kidding me? Exactly. Are exactly. you kidding me? Miss feminist over here? Like, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. you know how many women women fought so hard to even get for you to have the right to vote? And like, I'm yes. sorry, it just talk it about really. Re- You're so Hello? privileged that you can just remove yourself completely because it doesn't affect you. Because you don't connect enough with either one of the candidates. Care. Are you serious? Exactly. Like, come on. Exactly. Oh God. Like I appreciate it. I appreciated that with Heather. I was like, thank you, Heather. Like if you're going to call somebody out, this is appropriate. Like starting to fight over what somebody said on a podcast that had nothing to do with you, but you don't, you want to fight about that. But then when somebody has something to say about you not voting, then you have a big problem with it. Like it's not the rest of the, these cast members don't even, they're like Kathy Hilton. They don't even know podcasts exist. And Heather out here telling, you know, and then Leah's out here saying, Heather said this. They're like, what? What? Like, they right, don't have right. a damn. What's a podcast? Like, honey, if they don't say it on Roni or Watch What Happens Live, it's gone into the world. It might as well not even been said at all. You know? I know, again, we're only like a third of the way through, but what do you, do you have any hopes for next season? Any suggestions for casting? So, okay, anything? yes. I would love, like, I don't, the five is not enough. I would love at least one more. Like, I would love another person of color and then another friend of at least. Because, you know, Luann, Sonia, and Ramona, like, we've kind of gotten, like, Sonia is an exception, which I thought that I had gotten what I was going to get out of Sonia. So now I'm actually looking yeah. forward to seeing the evolution of Sonia. But Luann yes. and Ramona are not changing anytime soon. They're going to be Luann and Ramona. So if they're going to stick around, We need something else. We need to evolve with the times. I need this show to reflect real life. I like keeping it in the kind of the age bracket of like 40 and up. Like I I prefer older housewives because especially as an actress, like I love to see older women working and being out there and doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. In no other realm are middle-aged women like celebrated and uplifted and not all. And then also doing so they're uplifted for just being their most crazy ridiculous selves you know and it's like that's why i've always loved the housewives franchise because it's like you know so yeah i i think that they need they need two new full-timers and then maybe even like another like a familiar face as like a friend of like what heather was supposed to be that didn't work out you know one that Um, one that actually fits in with the group like Tinsley. I think Tinsley, even if she wasn't oh, full time, yes. would be a good friend. And then like Dale could come around and like they could come on like group trips or something because I need me some Dale in my life. I love me some Dale, you know? Yes, I would love that. Two more people of color full time and then Tinsley as a friend of. Bravo. Boom. Period. Thank okay. you. All right, so up next, we're going to go to um, our neighbors, kind of. The, the Beverly Hills ladies, they're kind of our neighbors. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving this season so far, of course, much more than Roni. Uh, so same question, out of 10 diamonds, what would you rate this season so far? Even though we're only a few episodes in, but... I am loving it. Like, can I give it a 10? Like, I'm really yes, feeling it. Can. Yes, you can. I'm feeling it. It's and like the highlight of my week. I laugh. I never my thought ass off. if someone told me that I was going to be giving it a 10, I would have never, ever, ever guessed because I've always watched Beverly Hills, but it was just, you know, it was never my favorite franchise. I've always loved Roni, always loved Atlanta, but this season I am hooked. 
I am. I want to hear every storyline. All of the women. They all have something that I'm interested in. Like I am. I'm, I know. I'm into it. And we haven't even gotten into the Erica stuff yet, and it's already good. I'm just so happy that I've been vindicated because I've been calling Sutton for what she is since I saw her last season, and everybody's so they find her. You know, her southern sass is so endearing, and oh, let the mouse go. Yeah, but what does that come with? What does that Southern sass come with? It comes with this implicit bias, this white fragility, these white tears, centering herself in every conversation. Even when it's a fucking prank, she has to center herself. And it's like, it goes beyond the racist stuff. The bitch is just, she's, it's the Sutton show at all times. And then you want us to feel bad for you because you went from one mansion to another. And I'm just so my Barbie home, I'm moving. I'm like, really? But you can't hear Crystal out when she's telling you to not to say you don't see color, but you want us to shed tears over you. It's, it yeah. doesn't make sense. So with the exception of Sutton, I'm loving it. And you know, obviously I was on the Sutton train last year. And so it's been, it was so hard to watch the the moment with the three of them. Who is it? Kyle, mm-hmm. Crystal, and, and Sutton, you know, mm-hmm, and Sutton mm-hmm. had that little blow up on her. And like, I'm sitting on my couch with Abby, my dog, and I'm just like, oh my God, what are you doing? You know, like it was the same as like Roni, whenever Heather was saying like how she's, been in the homes of like uh black oh, America God. and like Benny Mar- and I was like what <gasps> yeah. what you know so Beverly Hills Erica what are you thinking about this upcoming Hulu documentary we got next week oh my are you God watch oh my it? God okay it looks a hot mess like <laughs> it looks like look this definitely wasn't produced by Bravo but I'm gonna watch it oh you know I'm gonna watch it I'm just surprised like you create content, Bravo related content. I create Bravo related content. We know so many other people that do. How did I had no idea this was coming out? Did you? Me neither. I had no idea. It, it came out of nowhere. I had to watch it three times to even make sure it was real. I was like, what? Like, and it had it, it not been on people. Too. Yes. Had it not been Ooh. on people, I would have thought it was fake. The trailer feels so dramatic. It's like, wait a minute, is this actually a real thing? Well, that also, and they have Dana Pam Wilkie as like some legal commentator. (laughs) 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 I'm actually trying to get her on. I want to be like, where were you when you got the call from ABC? Because girl, I I know it was the highlight of your life. (laughs) Of your whole life. She's like, my moment is finally here. I love it. I love it. So you shared that you signed with Embassy Row. Can you like tell everyone like kind of what projects you're working on or what they can expect and stuff? Are you excited? I am excited. It's one of those things, you know, when you get involved with big production companies and networks are involved, there's so many like different people that have to approve every little step. There's lots of people that are involved. So it's like, I have a lot of creative control, but then it's like, okay, we'll sign off on something. But then it's like, then there'll be a week that goes by and then we get an answer and then we change something. There'll be another week. So it's kind of like a slow process. But what we're working on right now is some form of a pilot to present. It's like a, it's almost like a variety show because there are going to be interviews involved, hopefully a panel segment, hopefully games. Like I like like the vibe of Z-Way's show, how she will kind of transition from one thing to another, but you don't really even know that it's coming and there's not like a big introduction I you know i love her show it's so good so good and i love the all pink too so that's the goal it's like so we have like a panel interview and then like a game segment and so the the goal is to have like some sort of you know like chelsea handler sort of like rotating panels yeah so things are oh, in honey, motion bring, bring me those che- i miss me some chelsea lately now oh my god Listen. i know right that was can you imagine a, a Chelsea for me. lately, a, Ch- a Chelsea lately panel, but just Bravo? Like, can you imagine how iconic that would be? 
my mouth just open because I'm like, God, that would be so good. I can't even like bring in words. It would just be so good. So um, good. So if you could bring in any Bravo celebrity, past or present, into the Bravo breakdown to just sit down and talk with you, an exclusive mm. interview, who, who would it be? Very like this upcoming Fallon interview, very much that style. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my, I know, right? I know, right? You know, there are people that I will always love. I don't know if you're a Nene fan. Are you a Nene fan? I respect Nene. I like lost my the part where she kept like entertained me a few seasons ago. You know what I'm saying? I That's respect what, I what she like. does and like exactly. Yeah. She would be someone that I would be just interested to find out like where did it take a turn? And then this yeah. whole like thing that she went down this path of like everyone's racist, like Andy's racist, the bra- the network's racist. Like I would love to have a conversation of like what happened with that and like what really made you feel like you needed to burn the whole bridge down. Because she, she like you said, she was on top. Like, to me, she was, like, the epitome of, like, the confessional. Like, she would kill a confessional, her one-liner. She's so hilarious. Nene was bravo. Nene wasn't just housewives. Nene was bravo, yes. in my opinion. You and know? so how do you fall from that high? You know what I'm saying? So I would love to talk to her and be like, what happened? Yeah. Because she was in such a great place. She was so loved. She was so loved, and I think she still is. And to be honest, I... Look, she doesn't owe it to anybody to explain anything, but I just feel like for a lot of people that love her and want to support her, it would be helpful to just clear it up. You know, a lot of people have questions and confusion, and I think a lot of people are going to support you regardless, but it's just kind of like, let them know exactly how we can, you know, what the details were, you know, of what went down. Because it's hard to support her because she just like blackballed the whole network, you know, and and it's just like, uh, I don't want to be on that side of Exactly. I'm not, I'm not trying to group myself up with that. Like, I'm trying to be paid and hired and booked and busy. <laughs> you well, know what I'm saying? And then remember, her whole, her whole team dropped her, too. Her agent. And she'd been with those people for years. So that, that was like, I was like, something's, go- something's going on. Something's going on. Something yeah. happens. Fast forward, let's say that October, we're at BravoCon, and you could run into, like, any housewife at BravoCon. Who would it be? And I think it's because it's so fresh in my mind. And I was just talking to a friend of mine that I would love to just walk up to her, to Sonia and hold her face and just be like, <laughs> you are a beautiful queen. I love you to death. Like, I just feel like I just want to give her a big hug. Like, if I see Sonia Morgan, I am running up to her just based off of the past two episodes. She actually, you know what Sonia needs to do? You know, have you seen the, at like those, uh, I've seen like at pride parades, like there'll be like the moms that go around and hug people. I just want Sonia to start going around and hugging people. Like at BravoCon, yes. Sonia better have a goddamn hugging booth is all I know. Because Seriously. everybody, she just, I just want to like, thank you, Sonia. You know, like she just, you bring us laughs. You bring us, we've been on such a journey with you. And like, now you're like evolving and like really really just showing that you know you're paying attention in all the ways that you really really should be absolutely it touched me so much like i teared up when when her and ebony were standing and they were holding hands and sonia was just like it's about time that we stand up for our black sisters and brothers like it's it's about time you know it really touched me the way because it was for her it's like she doesn't have to have the right words we're not looking for her to like define all of these like racial justice language, like these words, these big words, microaggressions and white fragility. You don't have to be able to define those words, but we we know what's right and wrong. And, I, and that's what I love about Sonia is that she knows when something is wrong and, and Lou was wrong. Yeah. And I love that she said that too. She's like, look, it, and she even said earlier in the episode to Lou, if you mess up, you just back down and say, I am so sorry. And you know, and, and, and that's the problem. If Lou would have just 
taken that as not even as a learning moment, but as a e- moment of evolving, you know? Yes. It could yes. have been a completely different story. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it, what was it? Yeah, that, she's uh, my girl. Said, she said, you are such high value. Is that what it was? That what she yes. said? <laughs> yes. I love that. I'm about to put that I on a shirt. That. You are such know, high I, value. Seriously. <laughs> and every, every, she said, coming from a woman that is high value, I'm telling you that you Period. are high value. I was like, yes. I, I love it. Yes. One more question. If you, what is like one housewife hot take that you want to share? Like if you could have Andy mm. in front of you right now and he was like, tell me, you've done this before. You've been on Watch Abbott yes. and gave him a hot take. So now it's time for another one. What's your new hot take? Well, your last hot take was Sh- was Sheree, right? Sheree back. I love Phaedra. Bethany is the, I mean, this is, I mean, Bethany's the most overrated housewife ever. Like I, I can't Thank you. Thank you. But, wait. Tell me you laughed a little bit when you saw she parted ways with her production company. You know you did. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, how shocked are you other than none? Not at all. Like, uh, <laughs> not AKA, at all. You're ins- AKA, you're insufferable. And nobody wants to work with you, bitch. She cannot work with nobody. Nobody. Who in the world has as many opportunities as she does and none of them flourish? I know. I know. Seriously. What is my hot take? Oh, my gosh. I mean... Is this a hot take? I mean, Kathy Hilton is like the queen of Beverly Hills. She should have been holding the center diamond this whole entire time instead of Lisa Vanderpump. How about that? She is the queen of Beverly Hills, not Lisa Vanderpump. I love that. Well, you saw on Watch What Happens Live that Andy said uh, Beverly Hills was originally supposed to be uh, Richard's sister's focused show. And I'm like, it ain't too late. Y'all, like, I know Thank Peacock you. out here looking for some content, you know? Like, if Peacock Spin wants off. the subscriptions, hello, Richard Sisters Road Trip, hello, are you serious? Oh, yes, I put, will subscribe. Put, I'm already going to subscribe for the All-Stars. Absolutely. Put Kim in the driver's seat and have them road trip from, like, Beverly Hills to New York. Are you serious? Uh, Honey. Honey. I would die. Uh. I would die. I love it. I would love that. All right. Well, before we go, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at the Bravo Breakdown. I post weekly Ew. breakdowns every week of my, on our favorite shows. Join my Patreon. You get longer extended versions of those breakdowns. And you know what? And I say this to everyone. It's like, I don't stand anyone, which is why I love these shows. Because literally two episodes ago, I said that I wasn't sure if Sonya Morgan needed to stick around. Because I was like, I'm tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over again. And now here we are. I'm giving her, you know, all her flowers. So I will say on my Patreon, it's like, don't come to my Patreon if you're looking for a stand account because it won't happen. I'll always be fair. Even Kyle Richards. I'm loving Kyle this season. Never was a big Kyle fan. And now I'm loving her. I love when she said to uh, Sutton, look, bitch, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to tell (laughs) you. She said, pay fucking attention to me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So join my Patreon. We keep it all the way 100 at the Bravo Breakdown on Instagram. That's where you can find me. Yes, I love it. And before I let you go, in the honor of the namesake of this podcast, give me your best version of Kim Richards. You are a slut pig. You are a slut pig. Iconic. Yay. Yay. Before we go this week, I want to give a quick thank you to everyone who has subscribed, rated, and reviewed the Slut Pig Podcast. Here's one review that I wanted to share with you. Haters are going to hate, but I just love, love, love. Well, I love a Teresa quote. Ha! A hilarious, fun, shady Housewives podcast that is a must-listen if you love Housewives. Christian knows how to ask the good questions, and it honestly feels like you're listening to two friends talking. It's great, you'll laugh, and he loves Teresa as much as I do. Bloop! 
that's true. Don't sleep on this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you guys, if you haven't already, what the hell are you waiting for? Rate, review, subscribe now. And be sure to check out other podcasts from The Dip, including Hot Off the Mess with Samantha Bush, their daily pop culture podcast, Pop Chaser, their TV history podcast, TV Watch Repeat, and their newest show, which I'm really excited for, I Am The Cute One, a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen podcast, which starts June 13th. And don't forget to visit thedip.com where you can get commentary and analysis from writers, editors, and fans who are just as passionate about pop culture as you are, baby. That's thedipwith2piece.com. And follow them on Instagram as well, at The Dip. You can also follow me there at Christian Gray Snow, where we can keep in touch until next time. And if you want, you can buy some good old Slut Pig merch at theslutpigshop.com. Now, don't be like Lisa Vanderpump and go running away. Be sure to come back next week. Confessions from Pitch and Forge. I'm not scared of heights, but that 200-foot drop at Mountain Monster? Wow! I screamed so loud, my wife hasn't looked at me the same way since. This year, my siblings and I surprised our mom at Dollywood for her 70th. Seeing all her kids and grandkids together was really special. I think we'll all remember this trip. Confessions from Pitch and Forge. Visit MyPigeonForge.com to plan your trip today. Hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details.